He used to be hailed as America's richest man, but with the COVID-19 pandemic hitting his business and investments, he is selling his fancy toys and spending more time with his family. Is billionaire Ron Perlman just like us? It is Saturday, September 26th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement in Palm Springs, California, where we're making episodes of the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. Here on the Money with Friends podcast, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines, mix in some questions and comments from our money friends, and wrap it all up with a takeaway so you guys can all make it your own. To today's show, we are diving into billionaire status. What does it mean to go from being a billionaire to maybe needing to raise cash, Bobby? This is going to be a pretty interesting discussion about the value of money. And what do we, it's, it's, it's surreal to see this particular gentleman starting to sell off stuff. Yes, absolutely. Let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline. This is Tim with the Faith in Finances podcast. We'll supply the coffee. They'll supply the headlines. That's why I listen to Money with Friends. All right. This is a story from Market Watch by Sean Langlois. Here we go. The headline is, once hailed as America's richest man, he is now raising cash by selling his jet, his 257-foot yacht. Oh, my God. That's big. And loads of art. That is part of Perlman's excuse for selling his private jet, his um, 257-foot yacht, and hundreds of billions of dollars worth of art, according to – I missed part of this story, I think, here. Um, well, anyway, let me let me kind of start this over. Perlman was once America's richest man with a net worth approaching $20 billion. He has seen his wealth drop to $4.2 billion over the past couple of years as mounting financial challenges have pushed him further down the Bloomberg billionaire's index. And because of that, he is selling 257 foot yacht, hundreds of million dollars of art and his private jet. That according to a statement quoted by Bloomberg News, he's also dumping his stake in Humvee maker AM General. He sold a flavorings company. He hired bankers to help him find buyers for positions he holds in other companies. So are all of these high price sales really just an effort to quote simplify and give others the chance to enjoy Perlman's vast collection of treasures? Um, and it has a quote from Graydon Carter, quote, often when people say this sort of thing, it's masking something else. In Ronald's case, it's true, says Graydon Carter, former editor of Vanity Fair, who's known Perlman for three decades. Quote, he has learned to love and appreciate the bougie, bourgeois comforts of family and home. I feel like I missed a quote there, Joe. Do you have it? I think I chopped off part of the, the article. Uh, just at the beginning, uh, Perlman yeah. says the reason why he's selling all the stuff. He said, I realized that for far too long, I've been holding on to too many things that I don't use or even want. I concluded that it's time for me to clean house, simplify, and give others the chance to enjoy some of the beautiful things that I've acquired just as I have for decades. Uh, the piece goes on. Carter added that Perlman is now crazy about spending time at his home with Anna, his fifth wife, and their two young sons. But Richard Hack, the author behind a 1996 
Kasich's biography of Perlman isn't buying it. If you want a simpler life, you go buy a farm in Oklahoma, not sell a painting out of your townhouse in Manhattan, he told Bloomberg. If he's selling his art, it's because he needs cash. And that cash, according to sources cited in the story, will be used to pay down loans at Citigroup. He also took out loans related to his artwork from J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and UBS. Spokesman for Perlman told Bloomberg, these are not for sales. Meanwhile, Perlman, who rose to prominence during the Michael Milken junk bond takeover era, continues to grapple with how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted his investments, particularly when it comes to Revlon, a company bought in 1985 for $1.74 billion, but's now valued at $365 million with $3 billion in debt, according to Bloomberg. I've spent my entire career making deals and have been through tough cycles before, but the pandemic cut both the government and business community by surprise, Perlman acknowledged in a statement. So which one do you think this is, Bobby? Do you think that he is forced to sell here or that he's truly just getting rid of this excess stuff that he doesn't need? Both. I think both. I think he is. I, I So as I mentioned, I did do a little, you know, background research on him. Look, he's 77 years old. He is on his fifth wife. He has, I believe, eight children. I mean, yeah. You know, does he really need the jet and the, 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 all the stuff? I think that there's definitely a feeling that, first of all, I think he probably does need to sell it to cover this debt, but so what? Fine. That's the business he's in. He's always leveraged things. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose when you leverage a lot. And he's a big boy. He definitely knows what he's doing. He's a really smart, smart investor. He has built, a, he built, I mean, yeah, he was the richest guy, you know, and, he, and he, he didn't just build, you know, basically one company as did, you know, some of the top billionaires. Now he did it many times over in, and I don't know which one is better than the other or that either is better than the other, but he's, you know, repeat winner over life with building things and and not, I shouldn't say building because a lot of what he did is actually buy things and take them apart, but he saw the value in things. He saw the core value in things, but he is at a life stage where I don't know that he really cares so much that he has to sell a painting to cover a debt. So what? He's got plenty of money. He's still worth more than $4 billion. I hope he's happy with his fifth wife. I hope he's enjoying spending time with his young children and hopefully his older children as well. He's given a ton of money to charity let him live his life. Let, you know, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's probably not what you were expecting me to say, but yeah. Well, that's what I like about the show is I have no idea <laughs> what you're going to say. And, and I think the same, I think simplification of your life is such a freeing, freeing feeling to, to, to be unencumbered. I have to tell you that since we personally had an estate sale and sold most of the stuff that we had, we had some collections of different things. We had uh, this department 56 stuff around the, 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 the holidays is Christmas in the city set that I'd accumulated maybe 85 pieces. I had this big board game collection where I had a bunch of those and not having those things, even though don't get me wrong, I still like a lot of that stuff. Not owning it is super freeing, which was for me a big aha, Bobby, which is appreciating something and owning it are really two different things. And yet in our head, we often think, well, if I appreciate it, I need to own it. And I've started asking myself this question, which is for what? Toward toward what end? I'm, I'm somebody that really loves books. We had tons and tons of books. And I realized that this book sitting on, uh, on a shelf 
that, that I'm not reading. I haven't read it in 15 years and I think someday I'm going to read it again. I'm actually stopping maybe somebody else from reading it at the library. So if I donate that book to our local library and somebody else can read it, the book gets read. It's not sitting on my shelf anymore. I got rid of some clutter and somebody else has the opportunity to get the same inspiration that I have. And then of course the panic Joe comes back and goes, but what if I need whatever it said in that book? What if I need that back? And then I realized the book's down there at the library and I can go get it. I can go get it back and take it out for a couple of weeks whenever I want it. The inspiration is always right there, right around the corner. And, uh, it, and yeah, I love that. And there's no time, by the way, like today, if it's any of us, not a, not a former billionaire or billionaire, um, there's no time like today to clean up your debt either, you know, simplify your life and clean up your debt. I think it's just a move in the right direction. Yeah, I think streamlining our life is something that a lot of us have come to appreciate. We spend so much time. I mean, I I spoke earlier um, a few days ago on an episode about Rent the Runway um, and how it was so hectic, constantly switching out all of these outfits. And while I enjoyed having different things to wear to different events, it was exhausting when I look back on it, the amount of time I spent choosing out the clothing, trying it on, bringing it back, back and forth. Who cares? You know, you can wear the same rotation of outfits. You don't need so much. And in fact, I actually purposely, I kind of kept this quiet, but now I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But I had an enormous problem with buildup in my closet over the last, you know, I've been in this apartment now for almost 15 years and I had outfits in there that were perfectly good, but I really hadn't, I hadn't worn them in years and I don't have anything in the timeline foreseeable to wear them at and they're all perfectly fine, but you really don't need let's say eight little black dresses or eight dresses that are appropriate for a cocktail party when you have none on the calendar anyway. And even when you have some, you might wear something you own. You might want to borrow something. You might want to buy something new or you might wear something you own, but maybe you only need four, not eight. And you can donate them or sell them. I actually have a donation pile. I did this all day yesterday for 10 hours, Joe. And I made a pile for this. I'm going to send it to ThreadUp, which I've never tried. So I don't know if anyone out there has tried it, but I'm going to send a bunch to ThreadUp, which can be sold. And then, or they'll go to charity if they don't sell. And then a bunch that's just going to go directly to charity. And then I actually threw out a ton of things, especially shoes and things like that. And my closet is still full. And I mean, I threw out so much stuff and you don't realize till you do that. I took everything out. How much stuff? Yeah, we have. And some of it is perfectly good. Your books are perfectly good, but that just doesn't mean they need to be on your shelf because no one else is using them then. And this way someone else can use them. It, it was uh it was a huge aha. I did the same thing with my closet. Uh, I love, you know, every time I run a 5k, a 10k, whatever it is, I get a, I get a t-shirt. I had stacks of 10k t-shirts that I that I really like so I was keeping them because because I like the fact they were textured they were fun to run in but I had tons of them and I realized Bobby that I needed 10 this is this is what I did when I first went through my class I'm like no I want to keep that oh my god I love running that race that was fun I want to keep that ooh that one's lime green which you know looks good when you're running down the road super slow sweating your butt off I'm going to keep that one that thing, the do I like it method made my closet stay full. Instead, I had to say, I need realistically, there's seven days in a week. I need 10 of these. I probably don't even need 10. I probably need five, but I'm going to keep double that. I'm going to keep 10 of them. And then it became a, which 10 do I keep? Which by the way, was way better, way, way, way better than do I like it? Do I like it? I was going to keep everything because I like everything. Right. 
And sometimes a lot of things that I still didn't get rid of are just sentimental. And it's kind of stupid in a way, but I have to keep them. I'm still haven't broken free from some of that stuff. But anyway, um, but I did, you know, oh, oh, go ahead. I did, I did sell some things this summer. Also, we cleaned out this family house and and I made some significant money. What's well, so I was going to say, you're going right where I was going. Uh, uh, our friends, Ty and Talit McNeely, uh, I talked to about how they paid off their mortgage. And part of what they did was this, this combo act. They cleaned out their closets and they sold a bunch of stuff. I believe they use Facebook marketplace for most of it. Uh, could be wrong there, but that's a place where I know a lot of people use. Um, they use Facebook marketplace. They had garage sales. They took that money and they put it on the principal of their mortgage. And they found that when they first started out, it was very difficult. But the more they paid down on their mortgage, the more they were going into the backs of the closets looking for other stuff they might be able to sell so they could do it. So it became a game for them. And gamifying this process of paying off their mortgage allowed them to pay it off really, really quickly and get a much, much simpler life. We're, we're at a long-term uh, rental here in, in Palm Springs. And this, this rental we're at is... Is very simple. It's very neatly laid out. Man, does it look chic. It looks great. But you know why it looks great? There isn't clutter. There is, mm-hmm. there is, is, is very, very little clutter, which I absolutely love. Yeah. And I think it helps us all focus. That's something that I've worked on in the last few weeks, as I mentioned, not just my closet, but also, you know, my son is on Zoom school and I've really been working on making sure that everything that is visual in his workspace relates to his school stuff, that his other, you know, the toys and stuff are all in the closet. And then in the bookshelves that are in the main room, his bedroom are, you know, label, I'm labeling the shelves and labeling his books so that he knows where his different things are. And there isn't as much clutter. It's a constant battle, <laughs> but I think it's really important. He's 13. We're working on it, but it, 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 I think it really is important, the visual clutter. And I think that people, for most people, they do work better with an uncluttered work environment and you sleep better. So we are going to be back with our takeaways very soon. But first, Joe, I'm going to have you stand by. I love seeing what companies like Jenny Life are doing in the fintech industry. And by the way, talk about uh, simplifying your life. I know that a lot of us have this clutter in the back of our head about things that we know we should be doing. Everybody knows. If, if, if you need life insurance, you know it. You know you need it. And that clutter is always knocking around. Oh, I should do that. I should do that. I got to tell you, I felt so good when I got my insurance in place. And also when I got my estate plan done, like getting both of those done was yeah. absolutely huge. Yeah. So, but people procrastinate. So. I liked this because it took literally like a minute to get the quote. It was so easy. Well, speaking of simplification, Bobby, let's boil this down to a takeaway. What's your takeaway from today's piece? All right. So to be clear, as pertains to Mr. Perlman, he is only down to $4 billion. He will be okay. Who cares about the reason? He is 77 years old. I think it's great. He's spending more time focusing on his family. Best wishes to wife number five and all of his kids. And I think we should all take away from him simplify your life. Don't worry about the clutter behind the scenes that he was once worth whatever, 20 billion. Now he's only worth 4 million. Who cares? Who cares? At the end of the day, the money is just a tool. And if he's using the money, whatever the number is to live the life he wants, we should all learn from him and use whatever number we have to live the life that we want. I I totally agree, which is 
you know, my takeaway, very similar that I'm with five spouses, the type of mergers and acquisition stuff he's involved in, the number of companies he's involved in, the number of properties and things that he owns. He has a very complicated life. And even though our life might not be that complicated, we all to some degree have overcomplicated things over the years. We accumulate messes over time. And we increasingly, as our life goes on, tell ourselves, you know what, I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that. We buy new things. We go, oh, I'm going to deal with that later. And you know what happens? We end up with lots of clutter. And there's no time like today to simplify because simplification not only can help debt problems, which might be the case here, but it also just makes it easier for you to do something that was written in one of my favorite books, which is a uh, 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 David Allen's book, David Allen, the, uh, the, the, the management guru who talks about organization, talks about how you want to be like water. And his book, by the way, is called Getting Things Done. And it's this GTD method. But your goal is to be like water. And I think it's very difficult to just flow where the stream is headed where everybody around you is headed. When you've got all this clutter in your life, get rid of it. So I think there is, even though this might be a bad thing for him, I think it's a good lesson for all of us right now, Bobby. I think that's so well said. Thank you, Joe. Well, thank you, Bobby. We are headed into season five this coming week. Can't wait for everybody to hear the reveal show on Monday where we reveal our new cast. And then after that, starting on Tuesday, Bobby, we are going to have a whole new cast of characters helping us out. But part of that cast is you. We want you helping us make the episodes. How do people do that, Bobby? First of all, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Just go to Money with Friends on YouTube and hit that subscribe button and absolutely sign up for alerts so that you know when we are going to be recording. You can find out when we were recording on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. We'll have a full schedule up there. For the first time ever, we are going to have a schedule that's probably 95% um, of our scheduled tapings for the next four months. We'll have that up there, if not now, imminently. Um, and you can plan when you can be part of the show. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. And to be part of the show, if you can't join us live, look at Instagram stories and answer our polls and questions. And you may get a shout out in the show. The handle there is at MoneyFriendsPod. Just like we'll give a shout out to our friend Melissa hanging out with us today. Hey, Melissa, she's hanging out on Facebook. YouTube is, is where you want to go. Obviously, again, uh, youtube.com forward slash money with friends. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends.
Bam, nailed it.